Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is DJ. And I'm Christian. Before we go any further, there are time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. But if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is how this week's going to go. We're going to start off with our opening question, as always, followed by revealing the quote from last week, playing the quote from this week, diving into the news that we got this week, and there was a lot of news this week. And then ending it off with our topic. Christian, you want to hit us up with that opening question? Will do, boss man. So (laughs) this week, uh, the question is, if you could go to a cruise to one place, where would it be? Or if you could go on a cruise to a place, where would it be? I don't know. Yeah, it's a a good one. Um, uh, Maybe a little more personal or something. Uh, Not as outlandish as we usually go. I can start. I, I would go on a, a cruise around the Mediterranean Sea. Mm. So visiting um, different places in, you know, Asia and then Europe and then, and then Africa. I just, it, it hits. Wildlife it hits preserve. Re- Africa. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the Mediterranean, I think. And there's, you know, so much history and, and culture that's happened all around there that I feel like it'd be really nice to dock to, in a bunch of different places. So. Speaking uh, of that, which, yeah. you are kind of going to the Mediterranean-ish soon. Oh, that's true. That's true. So. Uh, we're we're hitting, up, hitting up Cyprus. So if uh, you're in Cyprus, uh, let us know. Send hit, me hit DM and we'll see each other on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Mediterranean food, though? I'm, I'm a uh, yes. I, I, I'm a yes. I mean, I mean, the only things that I've really had is, is that one like bean salad thing that mom made and then gyros or gyros. I don't Your, know gyros. how to say it. I, th- I think you're going to pronounce euros. That is a, maybe that should be in the question. How do you pronounce this word? Euro, gyro, <laughs> gyro. Because those, those are good. And I, I mean, I've liked everything I've eaten from it, but it's just two things. So I, I don't have the best, uh, the best uh, uh, sources. Mediterranean foods are, it's going to be a lot like lighter of uh, foods. You're going to have like um, a lot, yeah, a lot of fruits, a lot of veggies. You're going to have whole grains. You're going to have fish. Um, so it's definitely a lighter, uh, type of diet, not, not as heavy, I feel like as uh, a lot of other foods out there. So you'll eat a lot of good food, I think healthy food, and it'll be, um, you won't feel too like weighed down by it at the end. So if you like that. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm pretty weighed down already. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mm. Uh, Nate, what do you got for us for this question? To be honest, I'm not very familiar with cruises or which places you can cruise to. But, um, we'll just say you can cruise anywhere. You're cruising okay. in Antarctica. I don't know if they do cruises down there, but you yeah. can check out all can the I, ice. Can I do a Tom cruise? Is that allowed? <laughs> a Tom cruise. I was thinking uh, a Caribbean cruise, which is from uh, the uh, office. But yeah, you could uh, uh, go on a cruise with Tom Cruise if you wanted. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I was I was gonna say I'd probably want to go. Actually, no, I'm changing my mind. I was gonna say go to the Caribbean. But now I think I'd want to do like a cruise to like maybe like South America and a bunch of uh, like through like Panama area through that uh, that port area. Central America. Yeah. Or, or maybe Latin America is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Like the, Central. The, the South- Central America. Yeah. Central America. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. So, you know, kind of hit up a, a lot of those countries because kind of with TJ, I think there's a lot of interesting things in the culture. Also, for me, I feel like the food would be really, really good. I don't know. Food would be for me. Good. A, a, a cruise would be a lot about the food and just how much food can you eat and what new food can you eat. And so I think, yeah, I'd probably want to do a Central American cruise. That's what I was meaning to say. That's oh, fair. Man. That's fair. 
Ooh, for me, I, um, I will do, well, TG took my first choice because I do Mediterranean as well. Yeah, I'm going to go him. with, I am going to go with the, the quote that I said before from Michael Scott um, during the dinner party episode, but he talks about a Caribbean cruise um, and I would definitely <laughs> do that just because I've always wanted to go the, the, the Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to pronounce it. I normally actually pronounce it Caribbean, um, but yeah, it's just so warm, very tropical. Love the light blue waves. That water just looks so, so delicious. Um, and just like oh, very low key out there. Maybe not as many things to see as far as like a Mediterranean where you're looking at all the different landscapes or even in, in South America, Central America, but um, just the water just looks so good. And I just think back to Pirates of the Caribbean where, where uh, Kira Knightley gets dumped off the plank and goes to that little island. Like that's what I picture. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. Not the pirate getting kicked off the plank part but just the, <laughs> yeah. the the chill part in the water so that would be me so that's what i was saying is like you don't have much to quote do except for the fact that you're fighting for your life against all these pirates <laughs> all the time uh, it would be a, a high adventure packed cruise that's life right. life and death cruise that's what it would be actually i feel like that's something somebody would have had to like especially in terms of like the experiential economy that's you know created i feel like somebody's had to make like a like a pirates of the caribbean cruise where like oh, I'm you sure, go and defend yourself i'm sure they have some sort of uh cruise or some sort of like creation or what's it what's it called like a real life creation where it's a uh, simulation uh, like a simu like yeah simulation type thing where you're doing it and it's obviously not real but you get that feel i'm sure someone's yeah, done something like that does Disney have a cruise? Dis I feel like Disney, Disney has a cruise, oh, but Disney more, has cruises. But it's more okay. like a, it's yeah. You're not necessarily like fighting pirates. It's more for like young kids, ages eight through twelve. You know, um, <laughs> but it, yeah, but it's like you know more focused on the, the, the Pixar stuff and and the younger the younger audience and, and the parents are are there. You know, obviously watching the kids just having a good time. I think although obviously I'm sure there's stuff for parents to do as well. I mean, it's a giant boat. I don't don't know too much about it though. I did just see an ad for it the other day, so maybe they're listening. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're always That's what we watching for, for cruises Eyes this week. Always watching. Oh, Smeagol. That Smeagol quote right there, Teej? Or technically, uh, no, it's um, I don't know what it is. No, you didn't Eyes. do the Monsters Inc. Always Eyes. watching. Always watching. No, no, it's something different. I, it might be a Lord of the Rings thing. I don't know though. He's, I, I'm thinking like uh, the it fat might, it might be knows. Well, it could be always uh, watching. Yes, yes. Okay, it is Smeagol. Yes, it correct. is Smeagol. Right. It was Lord of the Rings, I was going to say. Okay, nice. Well done. Anyways, that is our opening question for this week. All you listeners out there, let us know your answer to what kind of cruise would you guys want to go on. We got to move on, though, to uh, revealing the quote from last week. Yeah, shout out to Christian for choosing this one, but I remember what it is still. <laughs> that is uh, from the movie American Gangster featuring Denzel. Denzel, and, uh, classic Russell Crowe's also in it, right? What? Russell Crowe's yeah. also in it, or is yep. that okay? Yeah, Russell Crowe is Russell Crowe's kind of the he's the the detective um, going after Denzel because Denzel's really set up this entire uh, gang crime organization, and it's a it's a phenomenal movie. Um, you have a ton of a uh, ton of actors. Like if you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. Uh, this person was in Immortals in it from Doctor Strange. Yeah, you don't even realize, and then uh. Uh, Ludacris is in it or wait is it is it Ludacris oh I can't remember but I don't know a lot and then uh, <laughs> um, Thanos is in it 
Sorry, I just again refer to everyone. Yeah, Josh Brolin <laughs> um, as Marvel characters. Who's Josh Brolin is his birthday last week too, but uh, a lot of big actors, and it's just uh, a, a very well done film. I had to watch it on a on a clean flicks version type thing when I watched it, just because I don't do blood. But if you can find that version, you're like me, don't do blood. I'd give it a watch. Nice. Time to move on though to plan our quote for this week. Send word for the women and children to make for the mountain pass and barricade the entrance. So much death. What can men do against such reckless hate? All right, that is the quote for this week. We will play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. And we got a fun, uh, a fun fact with this quote right. that Nate, I think you could, <laughs> you could share uh, maybe next week when we reveal the quote, but a, a really fun fact uh, about this, yeah. this quote as well. So let us know if you get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that, that next week Perfect. for all our listeners. <laughs> it's time to, to dive into the news this week. And the news came back with a vengeance, guys. You know, the last several weeks, we've only had a couple pieces, but this week, the news came ready. Starting us off, uh, it has been announced that we are going to get a Star Trek four uh, with, uh, I think, all of the original cast returning. So this is the, the Star Trek with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and, uh, why am I, I'm blanking, I'm blanking on everybody else's names, but... Oh, um, uh, Gamora, remember? Gamora, Marvel. that's what <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Uh, Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Um, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the Scottish guy, Scotty. Uh, well, the, he actually passed away. Anton Yelvik. Yelvik. No, no, that's the I, Russian guy. He's talking about Russian. the Russian guy. Oh, the Russian he, uh, guy. We're talking about our mission yeah. impossible guy. You, uh, Simon Pegg. Yes. <laughs> Simon Pegg. But I'm wearing a red shirt, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I would love this. I would, I would love if we saw Star Trek back in action, another trilogy with these same actors because they did a phenomenal job. I thought in at least in the first, the, the first two films, the third film of the star Trek with that they were in was terrible, but the first two were phenomenal. Yeah. I remember a few years ago or, or, or kind of recently after the third one was released that they were going to do a fourth one. And then Chris Hemsworth was set to return. But then I remember plans ended up uh, falling out where like all the actors were, were too, uh, had too much of a, an ego to, to work together. And so, I don't know if we could uh, get another one of these things for, I feel like more of not uh, justice for the series as a whole, but kind of just like giving one last ride. And that was better than the third one. Cause the third one is just kind of there. It's, it's very melodramatic. And there, I remember when I watched the third one, there's a, a one specific scene that really makes me angry and it kind of ruins the entire film for me, but we could get, you know, the one last hurrah for, for these characters. I think that'd be a, a lot of fun. And it would be done by, if this was to be done over again, uh, or not done over again, but additioned to the Star Trek that we already have with these specific actors, it would be done by J.J. Abrams, not produced by him like the third film in the these Star Treks, uh, but it would actually be directed by him. And that's why the first two films, I think, were, were done so well, because they were both directed by J.J. Abrams, and he, and he killed it with it not so much in star wars but in star trek he, not, he yeah, not, not as much in star wars yeah. but he's a trekkie so he's <laughs> gonna do a good job there, there we go mm -hmm. moving on though uh we got uh paramount plus actually has uh recently announced a, a whole new slate of, of films and tv shows uh, some most notably they announced a uh, quiet place part three to be uh appearing in 2025 along with like uh, a spin-off uh prequel in the in the same franchise it was announced that Transformers Rise of the Beast, which we thought was going to be a single movie, will now start a whole new trilogy of films. 
And then along with a couple other things. A whole new trilogy. (laughs) uh, A couple other things with uh, Sonic 3 being announced and Halo getting a second season reboot. And so if you want to check out all the news for that, just look up Paramount Plus because they released a whole new slate of their future. But yeah, trying trying to compete now with the the big dogs, Disney and and Netflix. So good for them recent uh, releasing more content. We love it. Forgotten the streaming wars have. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't Nate do that a while ago? I did do that, yeah. That okay. is, that is like, very, a very I, I was like, maybe I did, I'm just this clever, but I'm pretty sure it's Nate. <laughs> Dang, you shouldn't have said anything, TJ. I thought, I thought I, you would have been the most clever. I'm like, oh, that's so great. But sorry, Nate already came up with that line. I, I beat you to the punch. Moving forward, though, we finally got uh, an official release date announced for Stranger Things Season finally. 4. Finally. So, it's, it was announced that season four is actually going to be split into two parts, with the first part being released on May 27th, and then the second part being released July 1st. Uh, along with this, they also announced the end of Stranger, Stranger Things, with season five going to be the, the concluding series uh, for this series. And potential spinoffs, too, um, within the same universe. So the Duffer Bros, they actually had this entire plan already, right? So they are... They had a beginning and an end that they were going to try and fit into four or five seasons. So that's kind of cool knowing that they're not just kind of going one season at a time and have no idea how it's going to end. They've had this kind of ultimate plan all along and it's going to end in season uh, season five. And also noted that these two volumes, volume one and two of season four, there's a ton of content packed in them. So volume one is just as long as any previous Stranger Things season and same with volume two. So it's basically double the amount of time uh, that we're getting in season four. So just a lot of content. Stranger Things fans will be will be happy for sure. Which is really good because going back to our episode on Stranger Things, go check it out. Um, One of the issues we had was that you had a lot of characters and sometimes that could get rushed, uh, those relationships and that development. So if we have, uh, you know, 16 episodes instead of just eight, uh, we have double the character development and double the binge. So, so much lots binge. of cool things coming our way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if uh, the character development's just not working out, they'll also have plenty of time to have a lot of death for a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them off, bring them back. <laughs> no one's ever truly gone. <laughs> We'll see, though, if Stranger Things can stick the landing. Like we said, if you want to know more of our thoughts about Stranger Things, check out our episode from a few weeks ago. Continuing on, we got uh, a teaser trailer, more like a 30-second TV spot, for the upcoming Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power series uh, being produced by Amazon. I definitely get a little bit of the Hobbit feel just because there's more of that that CGI going on. Not to say that there wasn't CGI, obviously, in, in the original Lord of the Rings, but... There's just something so authentic about the Lord of the Rings that I feel that this TV show might fail to to capture. But I will watch it and we'll we'll review it when it comes time. Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't very excited on this. I was kind of like, I saw this trailer and I'm like, what, what what is this? Like, it looked like Millie Bobby Brown was in it too. That one girl, but it, no, it's I don't not think her. she is. She's uh, not. But it was just, I just got a lot of. I'm like, oh, this this doesn't seem. Very exciting so far, but they only have so much footage to work with. So maybe by the time a, a true trailer comes around, I'll, I'll be convinced. Yeah, for me, it didn't really feel like Lord of the Ringsy. Yeah, I don't know, like you know how like Amazon has that other series called like the the Wheel of Time or whatever. Yeah, yep. 
kind of got, I don't know, um, it kind of looked like that. And like TJ said, we have like 30 seconds of footage and, you know, it's still being actively produced. And so only only time will tell. But yeah, it was just, I didn't really get the, the, the Lord of the Rings vibe or even Hobbit vibes. But I don't, my, my, my opinion on the Hobbit has gone back and forth, but that's a, a discussion for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Ending it off, though, with our last bit of news and what I'm sure we'll talk about for, for several minutes is we got another full length tra- trailer for Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. And boy, was it crazy. It was mad. It was indeed mad. There's so much going on here. And it has the internet in a frenzy, a theory frenzy. There's so much to dissect in this trailer. And I, I will say I wasn't, I mean, I was excited for this movie um, before it was on my top five movies um, that we mentioned in one of our previous episodes for 2022. But um, this has really heightened that, that hype, uh, I think. After this, I'm like, oh man, this is like a must, like a must watch for sure. And to be honest, like... I feel like I'm I'm a little more excited than I was for Spider-Man No Way Home because you know Spider-Man No Way Home had had some had some great hype and it's still making money at the box office box office which is insane. Number three domestically yeah. now. <laughs> it passed Avatar's the number three uh, movie for for money uh, here in the U.S. But with Doctor Strange, they hey. literally threw everything they had at the bus. We're and giving it like, all she's got, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know there's so many different things to dissect and talk about that I'm like wow I didn't think they'd do this but I think let's start off with like the biggest one Marvel Illuminati Ooh. and also I guess along with that Patrick Stewart confirmed for, for Doctor Strange too, which I did not see coming one bit no, at all no I mean there had been so many rumors of him being in the movie uh, and uh, several other characters, but again, it was all just, it was pure speculation, right? Pure speculation. But we heard, his, we heard the voice like that, that was him. Um, and he is now confirmed, uh, in it. And he is one of the, as we're guessing, one of the members of the Marvel Illuminati. Right. And I mean, we'll see. I, I imagine it's just kind of like, if you think of uh, the members of the Illuminati being like the smartest, best people, like in infinite timelines, or sorry, not timelines, infinite universes, um, obviously there's going to be a Professor X that like learns about the multiverse and, and you know, kind of gets involved with it. Um, we don't know which Professor X this is. Like, is this the one from the original series, or original movies that came out uh, early on? That was our very, very first podcast, actually, was, was the X-Men. So it could be from that timeline. It could be a different Professor X as well, still played obviously by Patrick Stewart. Right. So interesting though. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, there's going to be needing some Doctor Strange, some like uh, what is it, exposition for for the audience <laughs> through doc through them and others. Well, you have um, so like the, all the members. You have Professor X. You have Iron Man. You have Reed Richards, Fantastic Four, Black Bolt. This is in the comics, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Right. This is in the comics. Reed Richards. Black Bolt, uh, the Submariner, and Doctor Strange. Now, there's theories that Defender Strange, who is someone that appears in at least the TV spot for uh, Multiverse of Madness, he is rumored to be the Doctor Strange that is in this Marvel Illuminati. Uh, It looks from just really dissecting the trailer, it looks like there could be maybe a, a... a Killmonger or a Black Panther. That's also part of this uh, Illuminati. He, he, in the comics, he, he was offered a spot, but, but didn't take it. Um, 
and then there could be a, an Iron Man who's a, a, a superior Iron Man, maybe played by Tom Cruise, who has three Infinity Stones and is super powerful, but ultimately is going to be a villain in the end. So there's they have all these awesome characters that they could include. We don't know which ones they'll be. I, I'm thinking, though, Professor X, Iron Man, Defender Strange, and, and maybe a Black Bolt or something like that. I do got to say, though, Marvel has kind of been, I feel like this is like the third time I feel like we've gotten like this giant council of beings outside of uh, the main Marvel multiverse because I thought of the TVA immediately and I'm like, okay, we got another organization, even like in Eternals, you have like the giant Eternals and everyone mm-hmm. else. And so I'm just kind of like, Marvel's really going on these cosmic councils for, for phase four. And this one is really could be like the <laughs> ultimate cosmic council, right? They really um, preside over all universes and everything within the universe, the timelines that are within there, right? And there's also theories that, oh, Kang was maybe part of this Illuminati at one point, but then he got booted off. Um, and now he kind of controls his own space with the timelines, you know, within a universe. So there's so many which ways that you go with this, but excited to see that we're going to have a Marvel Illuminati and they're going to be involved in Multiverse of Madness. Along with that, though, there's also the, the centuries that are like taking strange to Illuminati. Those are Ultron centuries. Those are Ultron centuries. I, I thought right. they might be like Iron Legion type things, obviously like a Tony Stark creation, though they definitely give more of the, uh, the Ultron vibe. Obviously, Iron Legion and Ultron centuries were the same type of things, but one got controlled by Ultron. So oof, that means that there's got to be some sort of Ultron uh, reference or uh, tie-in, maybe an Infinity Ultron from What If, which would be nuts if we were able to see that crossover. Yeah, or even like uh, in Ultron, like where it actually worked out and Ultron was never evil. That yeah. could be also the case, but, but still it's an Ultron. What, I want to point out a couple other things that are kind of cool in the trailer um, that are our little tidbits. You, you see uh, at one point um, Wanda in there, or actually in multiple points, Wanda, right? And there's a theory that she's going to be the main villain. But then you also see at one point two Wandas, right? Um, and... There's debate on is one of these Wanda's maybe the darker side of Wanda that is now breaking off as she's kind of delved into uh, these separate kind of the dark hold and, and those uh, mm. those worlds and everything. So and then also looks like there could be a zombie Wanda and, and one of these Wanda's Doctor Strange and one yeah and one of these Wanda's attacks the Marvel Illuminati headquarters. Yeah, then I mean. There's any which way that Marvel can take this, but I thought that was super cool. And then what you said, Nate, uh, a Marvel zombie strange. Now, we we don't know how this happens or where it's where it's coming from, or even if this is just a, a zombie or maybe it's some sort of darker strange. We have no idea. Um, but a zombie strange would be cool, like we saw in What If. I'm not gonna lie. Look at watching the trailer for the first time when I saw that, like you know kind of zombie stranger that bean kind of rise up with all the hands i'm like that kind of looks like toby mcguire plot <laughs> <laughs> like, twist and it's, so i'm it's like bully. maybe mcguire's back maybe it's a uh, bully zombie venom mcguire <laughs> <laughs> so no that um, would be something and then all of a sudden you see all the hands start clapping right and then doing the, <laughs> the hand rolls and the and the hip thrust dancing moves that would be hilarious Here's a question I had, though, because that whole premise or starting off, they're like, you like opened up the multiverse and now it's like coming through. Shouldn't everyone have forgotten that? Because they just forget Peter Parker. Yeah, they didn't they didn't forget like, oh, yeah, the multiverse doesn't exist. They just forgot Peter Parker Parker existed. 
And well, but the whole reason they did it all was because we're like, oh, we're trying to make Peter Parker not exist. So then theoretically, they should forget that they did a spell to make Peter stop existing. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, you're saying everyone else should forget that that's even happening or that it happened. Because right, so, the whole spell, the spell is to forget Peter Parker exists. So if you forget he exists, then you forget that you did a spell to for, to, to make do, him forget. Because yes. if you remember that you did the spell, then yeah, you'd remember that, yeah. him. But I don't think that stops the... That, that Just because people forgot the spell happened, I don't think it also doesn't affect the, the multiverse in negative ways. So it's kind of like the damage well, is already done. but they shouldn't be done, able to say, it, though. Like Wong's like, you messed with the multiverse and now they're coming through. And it's like, well, you shouldn't know that well, he messed with the multiverse. True. <laughs> I guess maybe it's, it is just more in the Peter Parker and rather they didn't forget the, the spells were cast. Well, cause, I, it also could be referring to something else, though, too. It, it could be referring to when... Um, Doctor Strange used the time stone to stop Dormammu, right? Uh, because in in what if, right? When that never happened, all the world started melting into to ink, basically. And you see that ink building uh, image still in the trailer. So maybe it's more referring to using the time stone to stop Dormammu, right? And and Mordo getting pissed. Mordo also could yep. be a member of the Illuminati. It might not be the Mordo that we know of in that in that. Um, the regular timeline, he could be a Mordo from another universe who's on uh, that Illuminati uh, stand and working. That That's just another separate theory that's going out there. Yeah, and it's also like Doctor Strange also used the, the time stone to seal their futures when fighting Thanos. Exactly. So, Doctor Strange has got a, he's been meddling in a lot of stuff and now it's coming back to That him. ego, that ego of his, even though it's maybe died down a little bit, he still has it and likes to know everything. Remember Wong's like, dude, you can't control everything. Also, can I say Benedict Cumberbatch is ripped? Like, yeah, he 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 bulked up for for this one. They're like, dude, we're gonna have you do a couple Ben Solo shirtless scenes, um, where where, <laughs> where the chest is puffing. So you got you got to get ripped. Yeah, I was just surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm used to it with a lot of the other Marvel characters, but like, you know, who's one I don't think we actually ever get shirtless is uh Robert Downey Jr. I don't know if he ever has a. No, we do scene. we do get him shirt. He has a shirtless scene in the first one when uh, Pepper removes his uh, old uh, chest piece yeah. out. But I'll, okay, it's, that's it's, the reason she why. Because he has that. <laughs> he doesn't look yeah, great. He has a nice, massive thing in his chest, <laughs> so it's not like quite the same as like when Chris Hemsworth comes out of hey, the. When he's making <laughs> the armor, though, he's got the ripped guns, right? He's making that yeah, armor, so has, has to show off the guns there a little bit. You know who? No, we really don't see mm. Wolverine without a shirt ever. He, that's true. he's not ripped. He's kind of flim, kind of flimsy, kind of skinny dude, but no, just kidding. You know, for, for a couple of the ones with, um, uh, Chris Evans, like I, I'm actually the double for him. Oh, that's in, in right. Some we, of those uh, they did we, the CGI. So it's actually Chris Evans is CGI um, over your body. His face is CGI ah. onto the buff guy. And that, that guy is me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Now, now we're getting somewhere. That's where TJ had to resort to after not being able to get all these roles, just being the, 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 the body stunt double. <laughs> the body stunt double. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's a struggle in the acting world. A couple of things that I do want to mention more about uh, the Dr. Strange trailer as they, they did. There's a brief second where they're opening a doorway to another universe and you see it's it's a cartoon universe or animated mm-hmm. universe. So, you know, that opens up a possibility for even more things from for Space what Jam. <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam 1 or 2, no. Because it, it, he opens up the door and Michael Jordan's like, 
Let's, Let's do, do some drills. <laughs> <laughs> closes it. <laughs> yeah, but you know this this really allows for any of the, I think the animated Marvel properties, even maybe like Sony properties, you know, to, to appear in the MCU. Miles, but imagine Miles Morales, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I would imagine that we are going to get more things from What If. But along with that, there is a, a brief uh, on one of like the shards of glass uh, in the poster. You can in see the poster. In the poster, I should say, yeah. In the poster, it's a reflection of Captain Carter's shield. It's uh, the shield, but it's, it's Britain. And so she could maybe even possibly appear in, so. the, in this movie. I think so. I think we're going to get her. I also do think we're going to uh, we'll, we'll get a, a strange, uh, a supreme strange from the movie, uh, from What If as well, excuse me. Not a Defender Strange, not the Sinister Strange that is appearing in this, uh, in this trailer and for the previous trailer. But the Supreme Strange that has been tasked with guarding the the sphere where Infinity uh, or where Killmonger and Zola are kind of trapped, right? So I think he could appear as well. We're going to get multiple Stranges. So Is Loki set to appear in this too? Is that confirmed? Or <laughs> I, I don't I think so. Remember. No Loki so far. Um, though, And I don't know if there's a lot of heavy rumors on this one either. I haven't heard much about Loki. There's obviously talks of Toby, Spider-Man. There's talks of Deadpool. There's talks of Wolverine, especially now with the Professor X, but not as much not as much Loki and um but we you never know you really never know with Marvel these days and and so just to confirm because I know this has been confusing for me there is uh, a difference between the multiverse and then the timeline verse that we see right we're going deep here for you for you guys we're gonna uh do some intense Marvel uh uh stats or not stats or facts for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because uh, so the multiverse is basically infinite universes that 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 also branch out in the universe, but it's like you go. It's basically there are different dimensions you hop to. The timeline is like going back in time or going back to different moments in time. But because timelines can branch off with every decision that you make, there are like also like infinite timelines as well. And so there's one going. There's basically do you go do you hop to a different dimension like in Rick and Morty or do you go back in time like in back to the future and the timelines those branches are all in one universe right so you could jump to another universe and there would be timelines and branches that are going off there so the there's a greater universe in f- over structure there right so uh it's i don't know it's a, li- a little hard to explain but yeah, timelines aren't necessarily it's a different infinity universe. within infinity. Yes, it, it's so it's more or less mar- <laughs> universeception. Yeah, Marvel's like, oh, if we bring a character back and and we did it in a really bad way and everyone dislikes it, we can just bring a character back again through the timeline or through the multiverse, whichever way we need to. <laughs> yes. and then it'll and then it'll be nice. Yes, it'll all work out. No one's ever truly gone. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do want to say one more thing about the trailer is I think especially now with uh, Professor X and a Marvel Illuminati, I think we're going to get House of M with Wanda or we're going to get somehow the mutants yes. are going to get thrown into the main Mephisto continuity. confirmed. Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> hey, and, they're all, and maybe a nightmare confirmed too because he talks about his nightmare at the very beginning of the, the trailer. There could be a nightmare. There could be Mephisto. But yeah, um, Nate, I think you're right with the whole House of M thing. The the comic cover for House of M in the comics are kind of these like cubes or some sort of shapes that are um, blocky, blocky sort of shapes coming together, coming together, or coming off of Scarlet Witch for the House of M uh, comic. And you see a lot of that uh, reminiscent in the trailer with different uh, people's faces being blocks and 
now with mutants now maybe not being uh, extinct kind of in house and M but brought in so my, they're going to maybe do a little bit of a flip in this uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe as opposed to what has been done in the comics. Yeah, though that wraps up our, our news segment, but also our, our thoughts on the, the Doctor Strange trailer. That was a good amount of time spent on that, but it's important, and I would definitely say I'm very excited now for, for Doctor Strange 2 to come out in May. All right, it's time, though, to dive into our topic, mixing it up a little bit. We uh, finally, as we're watching a new movie instead of an old movie, we decided to go and watch Death on the Nile, the, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, I thought it was Death of Wonder Woman. Oh, I was so confused this entire time. I'm like, why isn't Wonder Woman Spoilers. using her powers and her lasso of truth to know what's going on? <laughs> ah, my bad. To know who the bad guy is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so this one, this one was on... One of my top five to watch this year. Um, this was on your top five. Mentioned. I don't even. I, I guess I forgot that. Hey, do you want, I, I think I wrote all down our top fives. If you want yeah, to check it, was, it really quick, uh, this one and Knives Out too both were because I really like whodunits. They are um, fun. I will give, but I'll I'll play my hand early. Um, you're you're always playing the hand early. <laughs> I really do. You, I you really would go do. out every single time in poker. You're like, hey, I'm showing my hand. Fold in. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just it's all in or I fold every time. That's what it is. No, no um, bluffs by Teach. No bluffs. Yeah, it's true though. I'm I'm really bad. I, I'm pretty good at lying in other games, but, but poker. poker. I, I'm just, I have no patience for poker. I'm just like uh, I'm done. All in. Man, James Bond would eat you for lunch. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. cards on the table for me. Um, uh, not very impressed. Uh, Ooh. I, I'm 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 sad that this is one of my top movies because my my disappointment was greater. You chose, um, but poorly, poorly. Yes, Indiana very Jones. very much so. I, I got I got a bit of a, a different opinion, but uh, before uh, like before we we dive into everything, does one of us want to give a summary about it? We always we always one person always jumps the gun, and I'm like, hey, let's, let's take it back a little bit to make sure our listeners <laughs> can get the full experience rather than just. It was uh, TJ. Go for it. I'm, I would not. I'm yeah, not gonna do a good job it. here. So this is the based around the the famous detective Hercule Perrault. Um, this is in, he's a French detective. This takes place in between uh, the First and Second World War. Uh, not exactly sure the time. This might be in the 20s or the 30s. It's, it was ni- 1937, they said it 1937, was. 1937. Perfect. Or 34. 34, 34. And apologize if, we have to apologize if we get these, uh, these names uh, pronounced incorrectly. <laughs> but m- most likely, we will probably refer to everyone by other properties they've been in. So the, the main character Lockhart. will probably say Lockhart. is Lockhart. <laughs> then we'll have Wonder Woman and uh, the Lone the Ranger. Ranger. Yep. Um, and and, and uh, don't forget uh, Sherry also. So sure. the, the, we'll, you think we're joking, but we're probably this is how we're yeah. going to refer to You can say the Detective <laughs> Hercule. That's an easy one. Obviously, we're not saying it with an detective accent. Detective Hercule Pelo. Okay. Continue, um, TJ, though. And he. Uh, through kind of uh, a stroke of chance, meets up with a, a good friend of his who's going on a queer cruise um, for this newlywed couple's honeymoon. And this newlywed couple has invited a bunch of people on their cruise with them, including uh, maybe some former enemies that managed to get on board. Um, and they and that cruise takes place on the Nile. But uh, while while they're going down, uh, someone is murdered, uh, and it's up to Detective Piero to figure out who uh who the killer is amongst these uh guest members i'm a killer 
Uh, actually, I don't even know what that, that's, that's from. Uh, <laughs> it's from uh, um, Chris, uh, shoot Robert Pattinson, Twilight. It's like I have the skin of a killer. Oh, kill. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> that's what he says. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Anyways, continue. No, yeah, but that's it. And so, um, I mean, I, I think just right off the bat for me, the thing that uh, was really difficult was that half the first half of the movie, no one died. Yeah, no, nothing's <laughs> yes. going on. It's just like, yeah. wait, stuff is happening, but not really. No one's dead. I, I was keeping track of it. It was like an hour and seven You're minutes kidding. for the, the actual wow. death to happen in death Dang. on the Nile. Nate's checking his watch every like minute at the movie theater. Like, <laughs> what the heck is that guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, see, that was something that I agree. It was, it's a very slow burn in the first hour. And, you know, I think with like you know, a whodunit or a murder mystery, because I would say this is a whodunit on like Knives Out. Check out our Knives episode for, uh, for our thoughts on that. but. It takes like, yeah, an hour-ish to set up and you're kind of like introduced to the characters, you know, the setting and it's like, it kind of starts to give you a backstory to be like, okay, this is how things are going to go. And then, yeah, after the, the, the first hour, the first murder occurs, there, there's multiple murders in this, but the first murder occurs and they're like, okay, now it's time for us to do some, some detective work. But yeah, I have to agree that slow burn. Like, I know you have to like set it up and whatever, but it's like, do that in like 20 to 30 minutes and then leave the hour and a half for, for the detective work. Because I also feel like the, where uh, this movie shines a lot, or at least what I enjoyed in it was when uh, detective Perot, Perot, Hercule, Lockhart, Pierre, sorry, it's Perot, Perot, Perot. Okay. Perot. So when detective Perot, I feel like he really shines when he starts interviewing everyone and he's like, you're guilty of this, this, and this. And honestly, that's probably, that was like one of my favorite parts is just seeing uh, Kenneth Branagh just, shine as this detective because he's like you know he's the greatest detective in the world and you're like okay yeah it's a little exaggerated but at the same time he's very good at what he does and so i found it like you know very compelling when he was trying to figure it out and you're like well i have my suspicions on this person but then a new thing is revealed but yeah it took an hour to get to that point and you're kind of just like okay can't we get here a little bit sooner but that slow burn i think could have you know turned people off to be like okay i'm i'm, t I'm done with this movie if there's not even going to be any death and for the until the second hour basically <laughs> they set it up pretty well in the first one right when you think of a murder on the orient express the death happened pretty quickly right you didn't have to wait all yeah. this time and johnny depp um got got killed right and then it's all of the mystery and there's so many people and he's interviewing them all but yeah, they failed to to do that and capitalize like they did in the first movie as opposed to this one, sadly. And, and I think part of the reason for that is they were really trying to show as much Gal Gadot as they could have. Like, uh, because, spoiler alert, um, she's the one who dies. Spoiler, Wonder Woman dies. And so I think they were really trying to make her like as big a part in the movie as she could have gotten, which meant, you know, an hour and seven minutes of building her backstory. Um, but I will say, um, man, I, my, my opinion of Gal Gadot's acting ability has really decreased ever since I've watched her in anything else besides Wonder Woman, because I'm like, you're like the same character in everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're always a nice girl who's like, who's like kind of sweet and like, but also cool. And, and you're not a good bad guy and you're not a good like extravagant spender you're, you're wonder woman and that's all you yeah, should be <laughs> I, I will i will Oof. say the same i don't i, I don't love uh gagado in a lot of her her different films i feel like she fails to really really capture uh the audience with her acting ability um though yeah wonder woman kills it but other roles uh 
not so much, but I totally, I totally agree with what TJ said. They're trying to get as most, as much out of her as they possibly could. So that's why they, they prolonged this death uh, until an hour and, and, and seven minutes. They're also, she's kind of a psycho in this too, because like she meets the dude who's engaged to uh, another woman. And after two weeks they're engaged and she, and she basically took her, uh, one of her best friends, fiancés, and it's like, whoa, that is a low blow. So she's a little crazy too. And she wasn't even sad about it. She's like, I'm not sorry for what we did. I'm sorry it had an effect on you. Yeah, and I'm like, like what, what the do you heck? mean you're not sorry? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess you could say maybe she did deserve to be murdered or maybe not murdered, but at least, you know, put as like, oh, you're a terrible person stamp uh, her character. Out of three out of the five deaths deserved it, I think. Uh, two did not. <laughs> uh, okay, I was about to remember. wait five deaths, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm remembering now. Uh, let's let's talk about. Um, I want to talk about. This is something I noticed on. There's this theme of love throughout the whole thing because it starts off the beginning of the movie World War One in the trenches, and then you know it starts talking about love, and then love is like I feel like every every like every other sentence mentions the words love in it. What do you guys think about like that? It's like whole Interstellar. Ah. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't even realize it. But now that I think back, you're right. <laughs> it, it was intertwined uh, all throughout this film. But yeah, I guess I, I guess it wasn't as noticeable for me uh, until I think back to it. Yeah, I, I noticed it, and um, I didn't dislike it. But uh, I guess what was kind of sad for me is I'm like I really I like the Who Done It. I thought Murder on the Orient Express was done really well, even though I didn't like the story as much. I like this one's story more, even though I didn't think they did as well with it. But I I want to see more of uh, um, Lockhart and uh, Kenneth Branagh um, in as this character. So having this kind of they were trying to do this character progression with him, where you know he like learned to love again or you know deal with love again. Um, I I kind of wish. To me, that was something that should happen in a third movie, not not in the second movie yeah, we get of yeah. him. So I, I didn't uh, particularly enjoy it as much, but that's more because of where it came in the series as opposed to the actual theme itself. And maybe they'll explore more yeah. into that story of his, um, Hercule Poirot, in another film. Yeah, I do have to say, though, I was a little bit annoyed by it because like, I feel like it's the only explanation that they give for why everything happens because it's like, well, it's, it's love. love. Like, you we have to go these for it. Because of love. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> and it's just that, that I felt like that was the, the only motivating thing for like, oh, they killed these people because they were in love with this other person or they also loved them. And I was like, I don't feel like that's enough. You know? <laughs> not, like, a, not a big enough motivator. Lean more in like this... Like, I felt like the more of it would be like, they wanted to be set for life well, and take revenge on the terrible person. Well, I don't know. You, it was, I, I felt like the, they, they, they kept throwing love as the constant theme. And I think that you could have played with it a little bit in some things, but I think they referred to it too much to the point where I'm like, you, you can stop mentioning <laughs> love, you know, like there, there's other reasons people do well, stuff. If you remember what was said, um, so um, the fiance he actually was, he wanted the money, right? He wanted things. Um, and his, uh, I guess, not, sorry, not Jackie. Yeah, Jackie, not as, not Gal Gadot, not that fiance. Jackie said, hey, he wanted things and I wanted him, basically. I, I, so he couldn't live without the things. So that's what he went for. And then she couldn't live without him. So she went kind of with him. So it was really the fiance's uh, fault uh, Jackie's fiance's fault that all of this was happening because he was greedy and he and he wanted uh, yeah he wanted the material possessions and and the money so 
I'm, I'm going to put the, the big blame on, on him. And then the love factor that came into it was, yeah, Jackie's love for him. She's like, I'll, I'll do anything, even do this freaking crazy plan where I'm, we're going to kill my best friend and kill these other people. And yeah, I'll, the entire story and whatnot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think one of the other things that, again, this goes back to Nate's point of the, the cool part is, you know, um, when he's doing all the interviews and he's figuring out all these little things. But I, I think the hard part for me was, and something you like about, or I liked about Murder on the Orient Express is um, it's always changing up and you're mm-hmm. always learning something new and you're, you're, you're like constantly questioning like who is the bad guy. Whereas in this one, um, he does one interview with like uh, a person or a couple and then it's done. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and you get this in like in cop shows and things like I'm watching Castle 2. Um, like Christian is and that that's a big thing that happens is they interview someone but then they keep going down and then they realize like wait that person like held something back and so then you have to re-interview them with the new interviewing and Perot does that in the first movie but in this one not so much yeah. and, and that made it a little lackluster for me like I felt like pretty early on I'm kind of like oh I feel like I, I can see who did it and where the twist quote-unquote is going to be just because there wasn't that constant shifting of wait new information yeah, and it was it was a lot more, um, it it was a, a lot more apparent on who the bad guy was, right? Or bad guys, right? It's like, wait, it really can only be. That's what I thought. I'm like, it really can only be Jackie and the fiance, right? Like that's how all of this this works. Uh, in any uh, in any other situation, you kind of know know the facts, right? In that first one, Mor- Murder on the Orient Express, obviously it was something done by 13 people, so you were guessing all sorts of which ways, right? You're like, wait, what about this? What about this? And you know, came to a head that, oh, they all had a part in this murder. Um, now, Death on the Nile didn't have that. So you weren't jumping around as much, and it was just a little little easier to see who it was. Sometimes that's kind of nice because you're able to guess it, and you are and you feel good. You feel validated. You're like, oh, yeah, I solved it's, this it, case, right? So I can, it's I very can see true. that side that, of things. When, I, when I'm like, oh, it's got to be Jackie and the fiance, and it was, I'm like, ah, yes. And it wasn't like so, so apparent that everyone was going to get it. So I felt validated there. Though it's also enjoyable when you really don't know, and then when it's told, you're like, "Oh wow, that's so cool!" So I can I can see both sides. I do got to say, I did feel very validated because <laughs> nice. from from the very first moment, I'm like, "It's gonna be the husband." <laughs> oh, right off the and bat, then, okay. Like like right off the bat, like I just there was little things I noticed, and I'm like, because also it took so long for somebody to die that I'm like, okay. Some like Gal Gadot's probably gonna get murdered, and then who's gonna be pointing the blame? And also like. It was also like, yeah, so I, I, I put my, my thoughts on the husband first, but also that whole scene where he was crying over a death, I felt was like yeah. the fakest thing ever. Yes. And I, I, I kind of laughed a little bit because I'm like, it's totally yeah. him. He, d- he didn't have and enough like, emotion. He wasn't as distraught as he really should have been. Yeah. And then, you know, they tried to throw some curveballs in, but I'm like, no, it's the husband. And then I don't know, like, right. I feel like I'm at a, I'm at a point now where I know like, oh, they're going to try to put suspicion on somebody else. But I'm like, there's going to be multiple people involved, yeah. you know, like if you think about when's the last like whodunit and murder mystery you saw where there's only like one person involved. No, there's always usually like, mm-hmm. multiple people involved. And so like, it's like you can get past the red herrings, but I, I did feel very good. I'm like, it's the husband. And like, I don't know. It, didn't, it was a little bit obvious, but I don't think overtly obvious but like you like you said it does feel <laughs> totally. validated and you're like yeah well, i the, got this I, when I the rock it. uh was pushed by the lawyer right the rock from when they were 
um, taking the little stop off off on the Nile. The rock was pushed over to try and kill both of them. That was a little bit of a um, a twist as it kind of threw you off. Yeah, misdirection. It's like a misdirection, misdirection, exactly. Right. Um, thanks for, for that. That is a, like, you're not sure, wait a minute, if it is the husband, why would this happen? And he could have died, so it, it can't be him, but it all does lead back. It wasn't maybe big enough that they missed direction to take you to town the, the wrong path. And, and I think the thing behind that is like, cause there was so much like, you know, that hour and really like I, I'm come, always coming back to it because I think that is what messed up the movie. Like there was so much there that like the entire time uh, leading up to it, you're like, okay, it, it's gotta be like the husband slash mm-hmm. Jackie, something like that. And then the big thing for me is when they made such a, they did a whole scene where, she, uh, the you know, the mom's like, hey, have you seen my cadium red? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's missing. <laughs> like, and so I'm like, okay, well. That's important. Whoever is the person, yeah, whoever is the person that, like, has something red is going to be the one that did it. And in this case, oh, the husband had, like, a bloody knee. Like, interesting. So I think, I think that they should have just left it as she just drew it, like, with you know book being in green yes. and then you can notice that and then be like wait a minute he was wearing red and then perot points it out to you later rather than mm-hmm. them like spoon feeding it to totally. you totally so the- i did like um i really did like book and perot in this one and i was i was really sad that they you know kind of made book uh a thief and that they killed him how's was a bummer. like that was no, a bummer. like these two, because it's just he balances off Perot really well, like with his youthful energy, and and so I was just really kind of ticked that they did that. I'm like, you didn't need to do this, like, not not uh, now, like, why? Uh, yeah, I think I think they did it for character development of Perot because it's kind of like I think a little bit. It's character is supposed to be like, oh yeah, he's just a cold-hearted detective, and at the same time, he's gotten a little bit cocky with his abilities, and so I think the whole choice was to humanize him a little bit, be like. He screwed up. People are dead. And now he's like, I'm going to solve the mystery. Because I do have to say, it's a really bummer ending. Like, and also just like the vibe that goes throughout. Like, yes, you go to these extravagant places. And, you know, the, I think the, uh, something that I do want to point out is I think the setting and kind of just the, the time in the 30s and then them being in Egypt, I, I think I really like and I think it's really cool. But at the same time, like every five minutes, or it's not every five minutes, but every now and then they play like the, the, like the depressing theme of <laughs> yeah. the traveling across the boat of like right. something's about to happen and you will be here to witness it. And so like, it's kind of a very just like bummer ending and kind of just sad overall. And like for as much as like a whodunit mystery to be like, yeah, I got the murderer. You're like, oh, someone still got murdered. But it was definitely, I felt like more of a darker tone than other whodunits. And, you know, it's called Death on the Nile, so it makes sense. But it is, I think, a more depressing ending. And so I think that's also more why they had to kill Book is to be like, okay, our hero, our hero failed and he's, there's consequences because of that. And you could see, I think, maybe the, some of the best acting uh, with, Ken, with Kenneth Branagh um, when he and Book were together in the interview, right? And he becomes really, really emotional. Right. And like that I'm like, oh, okay, that is awesome. You could see that that kind of flowing through, uh, through Hercule, right. When he's interviewing him and accusing him. And then he, when he dies, you're like, oh man, right. You, you just feel it a little bit more, but like TJ was saying, I really like the balance that they both brought with each other. Right. Kent book was like a total opposite of Hercule, like completely opposite. 
uh, especially in the first one where he has no care regard for anyone. He's just all in it for the money. He's like, sweet, I got this cush job. I tell people what to do. And Hercule's like, oh, very well, cool, you know? So uh, it was very sad to, <laughs> to see that uh, death, though it definitely evoked some emotion and maybe raised some some stakes uh, for, for Hercule. And uh, we'll maybe explore that a little bit more um, in in this in a third film that I'm guessing we'll get at some point. Right. And I think they were trying to, because in the first one, I think Perot has some nice like human moments with like a lot of members on the train, both like good ones and bad ones. Like, you know, he gets shot and he, but he has like these heart to hearts with people. And then the hard part is like in this one with like, they're trying to have him have like heart to hearts with Jackie. And you know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work flow, quite doesn't as well. Like, right. And he, but, and then he doesn't really have relationships with anybody else except for the, the, the mom, the singer. Um, there is a little bit of, I guess, spice there to, uh, to say it nicely. Um, but so I liked him and her, her relationship, but I just didn't, it just didn't really fit as much. Yeah. Like I didn't really care for any of the characters. I didn't, I didn't think bad about, or didn't think that any of them had done it throughout kind of thing like it, it was just a little too not too easy but just a little boring that's the mm-hmm. way i would describe it i was just kind of a little bored uh throughout it all so yeah the opposite effect i was really bored for the first half but as soon as somebody actually died i'm like okay i'm engaged now and like for, for the second half for me it was kind of maybe just waiting for confirmation that i was right and who the murderer was but that second half for me i enjoyed because you know it's still a mystery you're still things you're trying to, to piece together you know there's still a little bit of twists and turns. And so I, I did enjoy the second half, but it, it took a little while to get there for me at yep. least. No, I, I'm the same. And I, I love these mystery type films. I always want them to capitalize a, a little bit more than they do. I'm always wishful. I'm like, oh man, this could be so great, but it doesn't quite, uh, just doesn't quite do it for me. However, I'm still going to go see them just because I love that mystery aspect. Um, even if it might be uh, a little slow to get to where it's going or maybe a, a little little more apparent on who the, the killer is. Um, but uh, overall, enjoy these types of films. I do got to say, though, something that this is just kind of a, a side comment. Like, it's like, oh, you have this scar in your face. So you grow a mustache and it's like, oh, it's supposed to hide the scar. You know, at the end of the movie, he shaves his mustache. <laughs> but I'm like, you could not see the like, you couldn't even see a hint of a scar when they when he had grown <laughs> the mustache. And so I just thought it was really funny. It's like, OK, when he has the mustache on, we're not going to do in any any. Uh, makeup or prosthetics for the scars but as soon as he has it then there's a gigantic scar which <laughs> like, i'm just like uh, <laughs> that first that first scene uh in world war one in the trenches uh that was cool actually that was one of my my favorite moments yeah, obviously it, was. it wasn't even the mystery aspect yeah. of it but it gave that background of uh of hercule and uh love seeing that that type of image uh, imagery and obviously how dark and brutal the trenches were we don't get like a full look at that but how he's able to, you know, help their unit, you know, move a uh, hundred feet or whatever in the trenches. But then his commander blows up and he's get this, he gets a scar and kind of leads to the whole mustache thing, which you're always kind of curious about. So I really liked that. And it was a good way to set uh, the tone and the beginning of the movie. I thought it was funny, too, because when like he's in the hospital bed and it's like it's not just like his upper lip, like it's his whole side of his face. Yeah. And he's like, what about this? And she's like you'll grow a mustache. And I'm like, well, a mustache <laughs> could cover up that part, but what about his whole face? <laughs> so, well, they must, um, I just thought it was kind of they funny. They must have had the killer skin graft technology that 
is even better than what we have now. But uh, it kind of reminded me of, <laughs> of uh, Batman the Dark. The things we lose in war. Yeah, the things we lose in war. It reminded me of the ba- of Batman the Dark Knight where you see Harvey Dent on one side and then he flips over, right? And then you see him become uh, Two-Face, yeah. right? So it gave me uh, that similar vibe. Obviously nowhere near as intense, but uh, just wanted to share that. thought it was kind of funny. And actually the, the de-aging looked pretty decent, actually. I'm like, hey, it's yeah. Lockhart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A young Lockhart learning... The learning his spells, flippendo. <laughs> <laughs> Obliviate. <laughs> Shall we move into Let's ratings then? Yeah, I guess. I guess as always, I'll start <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, five out of ten for me. Um, I, I was pretty disappointed with this. Not not in not in the visceral anger that I've had in other disappointments. <laughs> like la- like last week, Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like last week, I was I was pretty I was pretty frustrated last week but this was i this was just kind of a letdown like i think they spent way too long uh, in the first half i i didn't feel like there was enough mystery for me at least and so but it's a really cool idea i like the shots um i i love the classiness that kenneth Branagh brings with uh, his movies and and in this one it that still lives up to it but in terms of the actual story and and kind of just the the engagement i i it wasn't there for me so just very meh. A two two six stars for two point six stars for me. Uh, I guess I I didn't even have like super high expectations going into it. Um, didn't think it was a phenomenal movie. However, it was still like fun enough where I was able to enjoy the mystery side of things once it got going and seeing uh, Hercule as a detective act and interview and solve the crime. So I, I really liked that part. Um, loved that beginning scene. Like I mentioned before, that first area though, the first part of the movie overall first hour a little slow um however even though i'm giving it a two six i still like still like the movie and thought it was uh thought it was a fun fun watch even though it wasn't maybe as great as um everyone was hoping for and for me i'm giving it uh, you should watch this because going into this i, wow. I don't i wasn't really that's high yeah <laughs> I, I wasn't really feeling this i'm like i don't really want to watch this so it's just kind of like uh i have to go watch it for the podcast yeah, I find myself doing that a lot now. It's like, I don't want to watch these things, but we got to do it for the podcast. Come on, do it for the podcast. But, you know, I kind of, yeah, I kind of went and I'm like, yeah, there'll be a murder. But then, you know, it wasn't happening. And so that first act, I was kind of bored. And I'm like, uh. but then the second act, I, I really enjoyed. I got into the whole murder mystery thing. I was engaged in like, like I said earlier, I really liked the setting. I really liked everything with Egypt and all the, the cinematic shots with that. But I also just like the kind of the 30s That's vibe cool. and they're kind of in the the singing lounge at first and yeah kind of the classiness tj mentioned i really enjoyed that and then i just really enjoyed uh kenneth branagh it's like i don't know it's how Brenna, to pronounce his Brenna. last name it's branagh yeah branagh we kenneth apologize Brenna. pronouncing it earlier it's, I, it's tricky we're sorry kenneth we know that you listening out there it hurts but I mean, Ken, we're sorry kenneth, <laughs> kenneth b <laughs> but yeah i i enjoyed his performance and i enjoyed when it got serious and he got more serious and even though it was probably wasn't as hard as a mystery to figure out, I was I was entertained by it, and I'm like, you know, I le- I left feeling like okay, I was entertained even if the first act, first hour was pretty slow, and you know, I, I had fun with it, which I wasn't expecting to. So there we are. But that that wraps up our thoughts on Death of the Nile. Uh, for our listeners out there, let us know your guys' thoughts if you've seen it. But we gotta move on to playing the quote one last time. Send word for the women and children to make for the mountain pass and barricade the entrance. So much death. What can men do against such reckless hate?
That's the quote again, and that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all you listeners out there. If you want a chance to get a shout out on a po- on this podcast, you can do that by following us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Quotes and Stuff Pod. If you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we review it, we will give you a shout out. If you want another way to reach out to the show, you can also do that through email. That's at Quotes and Stuff Pod at gmail.com, sending in your thoughts or suggestions on any of the things that we talk about. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Adios.